0: what's up y'all it's your boy lim houston on the podcast known as nosy and representing the charlotte and surrounding area that includes even rock hill matthews mint hill up north at cornelius huntersville and on the east side we got monroe Oh yeah, Mint Hill, Valentine, whatever you want, whatever you need. We got it right here in the CLT. Alright, it has been a hot minute since I've been on the mic. Why? Just not inspired. But now I'm inspired. It is the new year 2021. Last time I recorded was in 2020. Boo to 2020. Let's get it on. Let's get it on like Donkey Kong in 2021. And we're gonna start out by some stuff. Let's talk about the Super Bowl, Super Bowl matchup coming up between the Bucks and those Kansas City Chiefs. Who wins? My prediction: the Chiefs. Why? Pat Mahomes. Uh Kelsey Hill. All those player, player, players uh from the Himalayas in those Kansas City Chiefs. Even though my heart wants to see Brady go out, like boom win a Super Bowl, and hopefully have him say, I am done, drop the mic, I'm going home with seven titles. Even if he doesn't win, he is the GOAT, the greatest of all times in my book. And I don't think anybody it'll outdo tom brady and what he's done and think and think of it this way he was a scrawny kid from california who wasn't really highly recruited got on with the wolverines did well in michigan and came out on the scene and took over for the patriots so his career is just sign still delivered the best okay now moving on what do we have in college football well Let's talk a little bit about that. I know some people don't care about football, but I do always will. So that this podcast will always have that in it. College football scene. What's new? Well, let's talk about this transfer portal thing. In my viewpoint, the transfer portal is a terrible situation for most of the kids that decide to go in. A lot of times they're not even getting a good opportunity to play for a team of their choice. A lot of times they're just even being put out there and nobody picks them up. So before your kids, if you got parents or if the parents are listening, if you got parents, um, talk to your parents about this and parents get more information about this transfer, transfer portal situation a lot of times the grass is not always greener just a different shade of brown on the other side so the transfer portal to me sucks um i do believe in free agency i mean it's everybody's choice and sometimes situations are pretty bad but in the in this environment where everybody's is entitled to some shit I think that the transfer portal A lot of times And we'll see down the line If my prediction is right Turns out to be the worst option For a, the vast majority of the kids That decide that they want to leave One school that they pledge to To go to another situation Where they're not assured Of a starting position even there And they're not maybe even given The same level of opportunity to play um, And some kids are going to But I think that Is going to be on a smaller scale. So that's it with college football and the transfer portal. Let's talk about what's near and dear to my heart. Um, And it's really in, in our environment with COVID, and we know there are a lot of people who have lost jobs, a lot of people who are struggling. But for those that have kept their job, those especially that are on the front lines waiting tables or bartenders if we have some room for bartenders you know with with the different laws that we have around or especially those that are postmating or door dashing or uber eating everybody everybody who uses any of those people for those services you better tip period Period point blank. And why is this near and dear to my heart? Well, in the recent pandemic, my business, which is fitness primarily, now I do do real estate as well. um, And so I'm having to really change my model and focus in on that a lot more, but it's going to take time for me to pick up clients, whether it's listing homes or whatever. So 80% 80% of my fit fitness business has been shut down for over for about a year, not over a year, almost a year. Cause as soon as March hit of last year, that's when my business took a dive because I could no longer have classes inside the buildings that I was using. So now imagine 300, two to 300 people a week paying $5 a pop. That's $1,000 to $1,500 a week that I was missing and that was 80% of my income. So what I, I, what I had been doing even before the pandemic started because I was spending too much money because doing fitness, I had large gaps of time. So, you know, I'm usually training in the morning and then doing a cardio funk class at night or on the weekends, it was just cardio funk in the morning. So I have long periods of like social time. So I would go to a, uh, Killington's and eat lunch, drink, do the same thing at dinner time. And so it was be- beginning to be expensive. And so I, what I found is I was wasting money. So I started doing Postmates as a means of making some money, but with, without having to really think. I didn't want a job that required a part time job that required me to do any thinking. It is such an easy job doing postmates or DoorDash cuz all you are doing is driving to a location, picking up somebody's food and dropping it off. And now in COVID, you don't even have to interact with people. You just put it on the porch and you go about your business. And so um I want to help educate people on how this works for people who are on the front line doing that. All right, for Postmates cuz that's the only one I do. You get a request to go pick up, let's say, Killingtons. I'm just going to use that as an example. You um, And I'm going to also help people who dis, who may be thinking about doing it, give them some pointers on what I do to try to get more money for doing what I'm doing. You know, of course, time is money, and you got you to gotta understand the hustle. But before I get into that, let's understand what you're actually doing. So when you get a request to go pick up some money, I mean money, some food, it the app doesn't tell you if you get a if you have if you are going to get a tip up front i think with doordash they tell you how much money you're going to get because how much money somebody's willing to tip it, it i think according to my daughter it shows you what you're going to make on that trip well it doesn't show you with postmates how much you're going to make but you get paid a certain percent you get paid a certain dollar amount per mile um but say say for instance you have you're going to Killingtons, and for you it's about a five-minute drive to get to Killingtons because they are obviously you get selected the closer you are to whatever spot your need the the person is wanting to get the food picked up from. So say like you're within a three to five-minute drive, you go to Killingtons and you're drop and you're dropping it off, and it's going to take you about 12 minutes to drop it off. Usually that trip would mean about three dollars, maybe four for you for that trip and that's just what Postmates is willing to pay you per mile to go from where you're at to go get the food and then to go drop it off so you're looking at about three to four dollars on average per each drop that's it so if you have ten runs you're looking at at the max about $40 for that and you're you can do ten runs if it's busy Within a two to three hour time frame, depending on how far you got to go. So, what this is all to say that that thirty or forty dollars that you make, or that three dollars per trip, you're taking about a $1 dollar to a dollar fifty out of that to cover your gas and any maintenance that you might have for your vehicle. So, in essence, you're making about a dollar fifty to two dollars to put in your pocket as spendable cash for that trip. So what does that mean? If you're making 10, I mean $2 and you do 10 runs, you're only getting $20 for about 3 hours worth of your time. So you're making less. You're making about 7 bucks an hour for your time. So for people who are ordering food from these places, and yes, it's more expensive for you to order for the convenience of having it dropped off to you, rather than in some cases, I've seen it to where a person didn't have to go by a block to go get the food walking, but they chose to order it and have me pick it up, (coughs) excuse me, and drop it off to them. But a lot of times people don't tip. So imagine the person who has the vehicle that's getting your food for you and you know that for dropping it off to you, they've only made $2. If you don't tip, shame on you. If you don't tip, shame on you. It's just like tipping, there needs to be a standard rate implemented on your bill. I've always been a proponent for this. I have not, I didn't like gratuities at first. And I didn't really, it didn't matter to me what the the table size was i because i I used to work as a waiter and i used to sometimes i'd have a couple come in so that's only two people and i might get tipped really well like 15 or 20 dollars for waiting on them and then we'd have a table worth 10 people and maybe the whole tip table tips 10 dollars, but sometimes that big old table will tip more than if you add a gratuity on the automated bill. So I used to be kind of against having gratuities because I thought, man, because when people see the gratuity already embedded, they typically don't tip more. You know, they see 15% on there automatically on there. Well, that's all all you're going to get out of some of them. But for some that don't have a gratuity, I've waited tables and I've gotten way more than 15 or 20% as a tip. So it used to be that I really didn't like that but I think now I think there needs to be on the reverse side a minimum tip standard for the smaller bills so if a person is getting twelve dollars worth of food there needs to be a five dollar minimum tip to me that's just my opinion if you're at it if you're going to a restaurant and somebody's running their ass off to get you your shit, and make it convenient for you you should there should be a minimum standard of at least four to five dollars on a tip scale per person per individual and i'm saying that's just the bare minimum that's my opinion now yeah if you got a big table to me the big table should just take care of that waiter or waitress or multiple waiter or waitresses because it depending on the size of the group you might have to have more than one person servicing that table but anyway my point being is this if you don't, one, number one, if you don't want a tip, go get your own shit. So call in Killington's, drive up, go pick it up. If you want the convenience for anything, there are people, I mean, Post may as well have people go pick up pet food, cosmetics, Walmart, groceries, whatever it is, fucking tip at least. 15 to 20 percent you need that that should be life education 101 when you're having a service done for you and i'm not talking fedex and ups that's different because fedex and ups drivers they get paid a whole hell of a lot more than postmate folks than people who do doordash than people who wait on you at um at a restaurant so i'm saying all things like That You know, but even when I worked at, I used to work at a furniture store when I was between the age of 18 and 20. And some people would tip you for delivering the furniture. The vast majority would not, cheap asses. But I'm that way. Now, anytime I have a service, hell, there's been times that I've got great service at a freaking McDonald's. And I just, I gave, I said, keep the change for the person. And it was like $3. Now they're not used to getting tip at all whatsoever, but when somebody delivers especially awesome customer service, I am more apt to recognize them for that. Now with Postmates and DoorDash, especially in this environment where... We're supposed to social distance. I mean, obviously, we're not necessarily gonna have the opportunities to see if somebody deliver on great customer service, but it goes without saying, now that I've just explained it, these people are not getting paid to deliver food to you. The majority of that money that they're getting from DoorDash, Uber Eats, Postmates, is just enough to cover the trip and gas and the maintenance to their vehicle. So they're living, seriously living off your tips. Now, I do this as, well, I've had to do it more with recently with COVID so I could, excuse me, supplement my income along with other things that I do like massage therapy, personal training, all that other stuff. But there are people who are going to school and needing to pay their rent. There are families out there who have lost... Them. The main breadwinners have lost their job, and the fastest way for them to get some cash coming in is doing these services. And I've talked a lot in the past about how I, I look. I'm not a Democrat or a Republican. I'm a person who just likes to think. I definitely have family members, and I know people who have used the system, the government, and leaned on the leaned on it for so long. And I don't get when able-bodied people, not disabled, but able-bodied people that have the capabilities could, that could work, at customer service, or, or Uber, or Uber Eats, or Postmates, like, why, are, why aren't people working? There are, there are these kind of jobs that are out there, but it does take you and me as consumers to make sure that it's worth their time to do it. So this is a whole big to-do, a whole rant, a whole soapbox speech. To make sure you advocate young people, old people, those in between, advocate for those service workers, those people who are delivering. Make sure you tip and tip them well. If your bill, even if you just wanna go buy your bill, something's better than nothing. You're right, like I've had people who've ordered Taco Bell and their bill for Taco Bell is like eight bucks, but I've had people tip five dollars. That's awesome. That's awesome. But even if they tipped a dollar and sixty cents, That at least is something more than just the simple four or $5 or less that I get to drive from wherever my location is to pick up the Taco Bell and to drop it off to you. So make sure you tip and tip people well. All right, that is it for the soapbox. What's coming up? What do we have to look forward to in spring and summer here in the Carolinas? Who knows? good news is <clears throat> we're getting vaccination, vaccinations out. It, you know, right now it's covering the older people, you know, if you're 65 and above. You guys are in first line to get the vaccination shots, which is awesome, awesome. Yes, I am black. Yes, I am a black male, and I can't wait to get my vaccination shot. Why am I saying this? There's still this theory unproven right now, because The vaccination shot is being administered to all colors, but still people that I've even talked to, educated people who are black, are leery about getting the vaccination shot and basing it off of historical facts of blacks being test dummies for different stuff. Well, my, my attitude is this. The black folk community, other minority communities are dying at a higher rate of covid um. Why I, I don't I don't know. Maybe it's the lifestyle, how we eat, or not being as active. I don't know, but that is a fact. And there is a fact that I have hypertension in my family. So, am I now? You know, since COVID has started, I I do the social distancing when I work out. I work out far and away from other people. <clears throat> Excuse me. During the SWAT workouts, I wipe down using hand sanitizer so so i'm taking all the precautionary measures is what i'm getting at and knock on wood i i haven't i've had three tests for covid because i was exposed and nothing's happened well i'm not gonna be like cocky and be like well i was around this person this person that person and never got it so i'm good nope i'm not gonna be cocky like that i would much rather say I've been very blessed and fortunate to not have had it yet. I'm still going to maintain my social distance. But please shoot a brother up with the vaccine. Give it to me. Give it to me. I am not going to turn down the... Matter of fact, I, I was doing a questionnaire and, you know, I had all of a sudden high blood pressure in May. So I was trying to use that to my advantage. Hey, I got high blood pressure, you know, it asked you if you are a teacher and I said kinda, because I teach classes, so I use that. So basically I'm telling you that I could qualify to be in group four. Um, right now I think what it's group one, you know, frontline workers and the elderly. And then I think it goes to younger people who may have a pre-existing condition and so on and so forth I don't know I don't know all the different levels but I saw that I could qualify for group four best believe I soon as group four is ready I am calling my physician and say hey set me up and I want the Johnson and Johnson one and done and I know it says it's only 85 percent effective and the other one's supposedly 95 percent you know the Moderma one and the pfizer one but i want the johnson and johnson one shot and get it over with and then i want to continue maintaining my distance to a point but i would like i i relish the thought that everybody in charlotte gets vaccinated so we can all be around each other (laughs) have that herd immunity you know uh, like in in being around each other i mean maybe we have have to have still the six feet of distance but we can actually work out inside a building and not be as scared or go to a restaurant and not have to wear a mask and eat your food and socialize like we have done before but again like i said if we have to put some distance in between still excuse me i'm cool with that you know and I've, i've even got adjusted to the wearing the mask and making it fashionable with what, whatever I'm gonna wear on you know what wear like normal clothing. So it, it it's one of those things that like I'm still probably going to wear my mask at periodic places even when we get more of a herd immunity situation just because I want to do it but um, but if I want the option I, I, I seriously just want the option. anyways, we are done 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 with nosy in the CLT. I enjoyed this segment today. I hope to have maybe some Zoom um, podcasts that I will upload on my YouTube so that you can see the visuals of people who I'm talking to as well as if you just want to listen to the podcast and in your short drive to the grocery store to work because I try to keep it condensed to 30 minutes or less so that way it's kind of like hey let me pop this on and see what this sucker has to say and it makes my drive go better yay all right peace out from your homeboy Lim Houston on that podcast known as Nosy see you on the flip side yo peace out